Hi, I'm Ewan Blakey, Senior Pastor of Oasis Church. I hope this message gives you hope and helps you take your next step on your Christian journey. We'd love to invite you to come and see us in person at 10 a.m. on Sundays or join us live every Sunday on YouTube. For more info, visit our website, oasischurchperth.com. Oh, praise God. Is your faith stirred? Is your faith lifted today? I know mine is. I'm just so excited. I was kind of getting caught up in the moment, and then someone had to tap me on the shoulder saying, hey, you, you got to get up. Um, can we not put limitations on God? Can we learn to not do that? I think I've spent my whole life explaining away why things shouldn't happen. But what I've seen happening in the last few weeks is that God's moving despite my lack of belief. And he's going to continue to move despite our lack of belief because God is God. He has no limitations. Even despite our limitations, God wants to move in this place. So let's not put a limitation. Let's not just say, oh, but my, my challenge is different to everybody else's challenge. My obstacle is too big for that. It's too big for God. Or my obstacle, my challenge is too small for God. Like my one doesn't count. So I'm not going to believe for a miracle. But I want to stir your faith up today, church, while we're standing in this room that's just so buzzing with faith, so buzzing with miracles, so buzzing with the presence of God, that we allow Him to lift our faith a little bit more today, allow the tide to begin to rise. Because I know that He's, he's up to something, and this is just the beginning, church. This is just the beginning. We're not just like we've arrived, or this is not the, the way things are going to be. This is the beginning. Okay, can we have that mentality that there's more to come, that there's more to come, that God wants to keep pouring out his presence, he wants to keep pouring out miracles, he wants to keep pouring out his love, his grace, his provision in every area of our lives, and it's going to be more, it's going to be more, it's going to be more. Look, um, I've got 10 minutes and um, we're going to transition then to actually giving our miracle, our miracle offering, our offerings before the Lord, which... It's just such a holy and sacred moment. Um, I've got, like I said, I've got a few minutes to share with you. Um, before I start and before I forget also, I want to just acknowledge we've got uh, Jason Lessels here from Destiny Rescue. Can you put your hands together for Jason? Um, we played that video last week and um, I don't know about you, but I found it extremely moving and, and also challenging at the same time. Um, he has a, an information desk at the, at the back of the room in the foyer this morning, so please go and have a chat with him, and he's got lots of information there. Part of the, uh, the offering that we're giving today will be going toward those, um, rescuing those children out of sex slavery. Um, so that's part of what we're doing, so I want to encourage you to, to get invested in that a little bit more. Last week, um, if you weren't here, we, sh we shared about faith and money of money and faith, whichever way you look at it. And uh, it was, I, I believe it was a really powerful message and very instructional for how we use money and how we join it to faith. So if you weren't here last week, can I encourage you to um, have a listen on, the, on our podcast or go back on YouTube and watch that, that sermon. Um, it's got some good instruction and I believe that's what I want to do is tag on the back of that. But one of the things that Jesus said is, where your, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Where your money is, that's where your heart goes. Just like Mary and a little lamb. Like wherever we put our money, our heart follows along. Oh, where the money is, <laughs> I'm going to go where the money is. 
So when we put our money into the kingdom of God, our heart will follow. Our heart's going to follow We're in, into the work of the kingdom of God. And that's such a great way to, for you to keep that in the back of your mind as we're giving. We're not just, it's not just a transaction today. It's just not a f- financial transaction where we're giving money. It's way bigger than that. And it's way more important than that. So I want to bolt on something onto the back of that. And I believe it's going to encourage us. And it's in regards to faith. And we're going to apply it to our, our giving in a minute. I'm going to read it to you. It comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verse 22. And this is Jesus talking. And he says, have faith in God. That's a good start. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, It will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. This is an incredibly faith-filled passage by Jesus. But I have to admit to you, when I read this as a young person and I read this story, I found it so alienating and so difficult to relate to that I just was almost like too hard basket. Because the idea of having enough faith to shift a mountain just seemed like, well, I'm never going to have enough faith to be able to do something so extraordinary. It was almost like, well, that's what Jesus can do, but not me. Jesus can move mountains. I believe that he can do it, but I don't believe that I could do it. And so for so long, I've, I've sort of put that story on the shelf like, yeah, that's an awesome story, Jesus. Good for you. That's that's great. That's not something that I believe that I, I could ever be involved in. But if we can use that, or if I can just tease that open a little bit for us today to get a little bit of understanding, a little bit of context, I think we'll be able to apply that word and it'll mean so much more to us. Obviously, Jesus is not necessarily talking about literal mountains. But I think the illustration is such a good one. Jeez, he was so good at illustrations. He was so good using something in the natural to explain something in the spiritual. And the idea of a mountain is such a good one because it's an obstacle that's just so big, it's just so immovable, that it might as well just be impossible to move. It might as well just be so hard to move, I can't move it. And so for many of us, when we have obstacles, we have challenges in our life, we see them like mountains. We see them like mountains, like, well, that's never going to change. Jesus is saying, actually, no, I, I beg to differ. So let's just look a little, dive a little bit deeper into Jesus' words today. And the very first sentence that he says is, have faith in God. Can you turn to your neighbor right now and say, have faith in God. Have faith in God. This is the starting point. It starts with putting our faith, our trust, our attention, our affection on God. He is the source. I told you last week about the vision that I had when I was, I was praying and crying out to God and I saw him looking at me and he said to me, I am the bread of life. And that turned my life around because I realized he is the source. He's the one I need to be looking to, not my circumstances, not anybody else. I just need to look at Jesus because he is the bread of life. He is the starting point. He is the finishing point. He is everything in between. 
He's the source of all my life. Like he said, a Zoe life, a life full of life, a life of a life of abundance, life and more life. That is Jesus. He didn't say, have faith. He didn't say, have faith. He didn't say, you've got to have faith, the faith, the faith. Uh. He didn't say that because he's not George Michael. He said, have faith in God. Can you say it with me? Have faith in God. That's the starting point of faith. It's having faith not in anything else. So you don't have to muster something up from within. You know, we get used to watching these hero movies, all these Avenger movies, where there's this moment in time where they have to dig deep. And they go into themselves and something starts to rumble and they turn blue or they, they change colour or they, all their clothes fall off and they transform like the Hulk. It's not that. That's not faith. Faith is not looking within. Faith is not mustering something up from within. Faith is looking to God, the author and finisher of our faith. We look to God. We look to Jesus. We look unto you, Jesus, today. That's what this fast, this fast, in a way, is about. It's not, it's not about us praying and fasting and asking for something more. It's really about stripping away all the other stuff, the other affections, the other thoughts, the other things that clank like they're like barnacles on our, on our soul. It's getting rid of those things so we can actually see Jesus. We actually can see the one who matters the most to us, the author and finisher. Jesus, I can see you. Now I get it. Now I get it. Jesus, I'm locked on like the compass that points north. I'm locked on to Jesus. That's what we've been fasting about. Not about more, getting more for ourselves or mustering some supernatural faith from within. It's just getting rid of all the excess so that we can see Jesus. Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. He had this idea of life in the same way that he's telling us to look to Jesus. He goes, I only look to the Father. In the same way that he looks to the Father, we look to Jesus. That's the formula for success. We lean into his word. We lean into his will. We lean into his promises. And we do that through meditating on the word. We, we do it through prayer. We do it through fasting. We do it through tithing. We do it through giving sacrificially, which is what we're going to be doing in a moment. And when we do these things, we're aligning ourselves with His promises. That's how we have faith in God. We align ourselves with Jesus. That's how it all begins. And then Jesus can speak to us because our ears and our eyes are attuned to Him. And He will give us direction. He'll give us direction through His Word. He'll give us direction through the quiet whisper of the Holy Spirit, through prophecy, words of knowledge, words of wisdom from other believers around about us. And with those words resonating in our hearts and in our minds, the mountains and the obstacles that surround us, they're in between God's Word, God's promise to you, and the, and the realization of that thing. No longer do they seem like an insurmountable obstacle, but they start to look less and less like a problem and more like an irritation. More like a mosquito that just needs to be swatted away. 
That's what faith in Jesus does. When we align ourselves with His Word, He's speaking to us, He gives us the promise, then the mountain doesn't seem like such a big mountain anymore. I think one of the great examples to me is with King David. When he saw Goliath, and everyone was trembling in their boots when they saw Goliath standing in the way for what Israel was supposed to do. And David, and I quote, says, Who is this Philistine that he should defy the enemies of the living God? He saw Goliath not as an obstacle or a problem. He just saw this guy standing in the way of what God wanted to do. What about Moses who held his staff out before the Red Sea? Moses had faith in God. He listened to the voice of God and God said to him, hold out your staff. And in obedience to that word, he held out his staff and the the sea separated so the Israelites could move forward. He stepped out in faith in God. He had his eyes and his ears attuned to the voice of the Lord. What about Peter? He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I say to you, lame man, get up and walk. And the man stood up and leapt and ran around and did, did burnouts everywhere. He was so excited about being able to walk again. But that to me was Peter listening to the voice of the Lord. And I believe it was a word of faith. God spoke to him and said, put your hand out. Tell him to stand up and walk. That's not his destiny. God has called him to walk. You know, when we understand that, that God speaks and we obey, then when we see the mountain, we understand that it's not God who needs to change the word, the promise over your life to accommodate the mountain that you're facing. Oh, gee, there's a mountain I didn't realize. I better change that word. I better just dial it back down a little bit so that you can achieve what you think is achievable. That's not the way that faith works, is it? God speaks a promise to us. It's not God that has to budge. It's not God that has to move. It's the mountain that has to budge. It's the mountain that has to move. And the only way this mountain is going to move before you is if you tell it to move. You have to say to the mountain, you have to declare to the mountain, it's time to get out of my way. Jesus said, speak to the mountain. He said, I'm giving you permission. I'm giving you permission. I'm giving you permission to say to the mountain, get out of here, get out of my way, get out of my way. If God gives you the word, you can hold it there in your heart saying, I know that God spoke to me. I know He gave me this promise. I know He gave me this word. So in faith, I'm stepping out today and I'm saying, mountain, get away. Mountain, get into the sea. Mountain, get behind me. Because I have a promise to be fulfilled in my life because of God's Word. 